Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome back to the Iron Brew podcast, sponsored by West Green Surveying. It's been another relatively uh, tumultuous week, hasn't it? You know, uh, the, uh, the, the Blythe game and a... Uh, yeah, a bit of a Twitter meltdown. Been interesting. It's been interesting. Quite a few different viewpoints. Uh, but anyway, I'm I'm here again with Matt Blanchard and Alex Cole. Afternoon, gents. Good afternoon. Yeah, let's let's get straight into it. There's, there's been a, a few bits going on, and yesterday evening it was the Iron Trusts AGM, which I attended, and. Within that AGM, there was um, a few bits that went on. It's really interesting, actually. First time I've attended one. And obviously, they, they announced the results of the Iron Trust board election. And yours truly was uh, yeah, elected, as well as um, Bryn Gosling, John Needham, and Mark Stockdale. So congratulations to everybody who's been elected. And you know, thanks to everybody on the trust for the current board, the previous board, uh, and everybody associated with the trust who, who, who did work tirelessly to uh, to help save the club when we were in dire straits. And there was a lot of work done behind the scenes that a lot of Iron fans probably won't be aware of, uh, just the nature of the game, if you like. But the trust um, did do a lot of work to facilitate the sort of resuscitation of Scunthorpe United, if you like. So, you know, that, that needs to be said, that that needs to be mentioned. And... Uh, also, uh, Michelle Harness was there, Lee Turnbull, and also Cam Wilson and Finn Shrimpton came along as well. So that was good. A few questions are fielded at, you know, all the guys, all the representatives of the club. Um, Michelle went through uh, things about the finances, about the debt, um, you know, about kind of where we go from here and things like that. This will all be, um, you'll be able to see uh, and read about this in, in the next Trust newsletter, which I believe is coming out tomorrow. We're recording this on Thursday. And I'm pretty sure it's coming out on Friday. So um, I, I won't go into that too much, um, but there'll be a lot more information in, in the newsletter there. But I think one of the, the, the there's a lot to take away, but one of the key takeaways I think that a lot of people would be interested in is the, <clears throat> the club they are expecting to be able to and clear enough of the debt to be able to take us out of the transfer embargo and then enable us to potentially bring a few players in to strengthen towards the end of the season. That came from um, Lee Turnbull at the AGM um, yesterday. So um, that's important news. So just just to let you know that, but there will be a lot more information coming out in the, in the Trust newsletter, um, which will be dropping tomorrow. Uh, you know, as always, if you, if you don't, uh, if you're not currently a member of the Trust, um, you know, sign up, £10 lifetime membership, you know, there's really no reason not to. You know, there's uh, over 900 members now, so um, we're growing. I think the aspiration is to get to kind of a thousand by the end of the season. So, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do that. But obviously, that signifies you know a pretty extraordinary kind of increase in members from around 400 in September. So, um, that's unbelievable stuff, really. So, yeah, uh, that's wrap that up. So, um, and there's some other news. You've probably seen uh, Richie. Bennett's had his uh, loan extended at Southport till the end of the season. Um, and also it's, that includes a 24-hour recall if, if we are in 
dire enough straits to need to bring him back. Uh, so yeah, but there's not much to say on that. Really, he's, he's been there. I think he's played quite a few games, scored the odd goal, hasn't he? Yeah, but he'll he'll be probably be at Sapport till the end of the season. Um, so yeah, uh, so should we should we get straight straight into the meat of it then? If you like, um, Blythe, you know, disaster at the death. I, I went to that one uh, as well as another 190 Iron fans. And I know many of you watched it on the stream. Um, unfortunately, you are not allowed to comment on the game um, because of, uh, well, you'll have seen what happened on Twitter. So I'm afraid, Matt, we're going to have to just mute you for the rest of this podcast. I'm, I'm joking. But yeah, so I went quite cold. Not a bad stadium, actually, uh, at this level. Uh, you know, right in the centre of a residential uh, kind of a terraced residential area of Blythe, like proper old school football stadium. You know, every stand had a roof, which I think is an achievement at this level. Um, so it's not always the case. So fair, fair play to Blythe for that. And yeah, it was it was an interesting one. And and this is, you know, we will have differing viewpoints on this. I already know Matt's gonna give us his um, his considered opinions on this. And 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 I think that this. There's been a bit of, you know, kind of division of opinions on on a few bits about life, um, and and we will go into that. But yeah, so what 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 do you, uh, you know, where do we start with this one, lads? Obviously, I went as well. Uh, agreed about life having four stands. It's with the all with the roof, very impressive. I, I thought it was probably somewhere between good and bad, but definitely not perfect, which is what Dean rather amusingly described it as. I think it was good in the sense that I did think we kept the ball well. Obviously, we scored a nice goal. It was good work from Semby Ferris out wide, a nice ball in low and hard for Elliot to stab home. We obviously limited them to very, very little until right at the death, which I'm sure we'll get onto in a moment, with just an absolute shit show of a goal. Uh, I think, obviously, when if you compare it back to Russia on Saturday, where we was kind of all at sea defensively and was conceding chances left, right and centre, it was definitely an improvement on Tuesday in the respect that we did look more solid and a bit calmer on the ball. The problem was, and I think this is where sort of the bad aspect comes in and the negative opinions, is that obviously we had a lot of the ball, but we didn't really look like we was going to do much with it up until the goal, really. And it was all kind of very predictable to watch and a bit easy for Blythe to defend against. And I don't know, I just can't really quite put my finger on it, really. I think the biggest thing to me is we've just lost that spark somewhere in an attacking sense. I think just looking back, like the amount of times on Tuesday we got into the opposition half, into the final third, and then 10 seconds later, it was back with Evans and Kugan knocking it between each other. It was quite just incredibly frustrating to watch, incredibly slow. And yeah, I'm not sure what you... Well, we do know what you think, Matt, which I'm not sure we'll get into in a minute. But yeah, I'm somewhere in between good and bad for Tuesday. Yeah, I think... First of all, I mean, Jimmy's comments about it being the nearly a perfect away performance, I think he probably meant, thinking about it, he probably meant it would be a perfect away result. You know, going away, we've got a few players out, clean sheet in a 1-0 win. You'd have probably taken that, well, you definitely would have taken that before the game. So I think, you know, if if he'd have come out and said it was a perfect away result, had, you know, we were seconds away from a perfect away result, I could have said, fair enough, you know, wasn't the best performance. It was an improvement on uh, on Saturday. I would I would agree with that. I think we were slightly better, but I mean, if if that's the benchmark for a perfect away performance, then then um, yeah, not for me really. Uh, I think you're right. We did play better than the Russell game. Obviously, limited them to, to quite a few chances, uh, and we did have a lot of the ball. I think you know the possession stats. What were that? What sixty odd percent? You know, in our favour, um, but. Again, it was just very slow build-up. I think a lot of the passes were kind of sideways, backwards. 
And until Wilson came on, we never really got them down down the down the wings. I think when he came on, he did liven us up a little bit. I know, obviously, he played a part in the goal, their goal. Uh, but I do think, you know, we looked a bit better going forward when he came on. And, you know, it was just more of the same, really. I think we've we've kind of seen this over the past couple of, I would say a month. I think since Christmas, we've, we've not played particularly well. Apart from the, game, the, the Boston game, I thought we played really well that first half in an attacking sense. Um, created quite a lot of chances, looked like we were going to cut them open every time we went forward. Since then, we've not really been fluent attacking-wise. I think Jimmy mentioned we wanted to get on the front foot and put in a really good performance after the Russell game, which which was he admitted the first half was pretty embarrassing. But, you know, I don't think that really happened. I know there's obviously a few talking points through the game, a few decisions that, that maybe went against us, but I still don't think really we, we did enough against what I thought was a really poor Blythe. And I know some of their fans have not really taken kindly to, to being labelled as one of the worst teams we've seen, but I think they probably were. I think they were on par with sort of Banbury as, as one of the worst sides we've played. Uh, but, you know, they, they hung in there and they got a result. Um, and, you know, I think they had quite a few young lads out. Um, I think they had a, a bit of a weak side as well. And at the end of the day, they've, they've got a really good result against us. So, you know, you've got to give them credit for that. They're stuck in there. Limited to those two, to a few chances. And I think, you know, we, we didn't really do enough to, to kind of win that game and put that game to bed. Um, and that was the most disappointing thing for me because I think Blythe was certainly there for the taking. Yeah, I think, I, I agree. I actually agree. I think Blythe were probably the worst team we've played this this season. Um, I don't know what the fans are on about. They, they were genuinely sort of, they were not an event, weren't they? They were just like, it was like, I don't know, it's like us playing a training game. They were there just because they had to be there. Um, it was very, very weird. You know, they they didn't have a shot on target all game, uh, even including the goal because it was obviously an own goal from from Fitzsimmons in the end. And uh, you know, they didn't didn't do anything. They didn't really put the ball in the box. They didn't really get anywhere near the final third. But for ninety minutes, it, it was it was uh, it was very very strange. And all the more kind of pity that we we couldn't take advantage of that and you know be able to actually win win that game. Um, but you know, we were sort of seconds away from one nil. Decent away performance. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't terrible. It, the result was felt like a defeat, obviously, because of the nature of it. But um, you know, we 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 played some okay stuff. I know we went backwards quite a lot, more than we should have done. Um, you know, we 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 kept all the ball. We managed the game pretty well until the last few seconds. I thought really they didn't even look like a threat. They didn't even look like they were going to come anywhere near scoring. You know, they didn't even threaten to have a shot. It was really strange, very, very, very strange. They were very much there for the taking. Do you know what I mean? It was, yeah, it was, it was frustrating. I think there was a few decisions which were very strange, like pretty questionable. Um, obviously, there was the weird kind of offside slash advantage played for for kind of skills. Is from where I was starting to think, what the hell was going on? I'm going to be honest. Um, so there was that, um, and there was also the Elliot goal, which Jimmy reckons it was well in. I have no idea; it was too far away for me to say. But you know, and the and the uh, the Wilson, we say dive in inverted comment. I don't, I don't know. It looked like a pen for me. Well, that's um, a penalty to me. It was a weird one, wasn't it? Like I, I just think it actually did. Wilson actually did quite well in the count because he, he did change the game, and and I thought. You know, I thought if he had shot like a split second before, he had like just like a slight opportunity to shoot, and then he yeah. decided to just go past the player, and then he came down. I just think he should have hit it because 
the keeper was sort of on his heels. He was basically almost behind his line. It was just like, all you've just got to do is just poke it towards the goal, and I think it's going to go in. Yeah. I was like, you know, pull the trigger, pull the trigger, and he instead he fell over. And was like, all right, well, it's going to be a penalty in it because you know. But then it wasn't sort of, you know, what I mean, so it, it, just, it, it was it was just very on, weird, wasn't it? Just on when Wilson came on, obviously that we switched to four four two after that, and Wilson went on the left, and then we had scales and Clooney in the midfield and Elliot moved more in inwards to go alongside Whitehall and that's really sort of where the goal came from after we switched to the 4-4-2 we got it out wide with Semby Ferris he worked to obviously got the ball in for Elliot who was in the box instead of being drifting out wide he was in the box ready to stab home and obviously there's been a lot of I think clamour amongst fans recently since sort of the blip performed to change the 4-4-2 and we know what Jimmy's thoughts were at the back end of last season uh, on that. He thought it was not a, not a very efficient formation he anymore. Four four two is dead. Yeah, not not a very efficient formation in this current <laughs> modern era. But obviously, we've changed to it on Tuesday, and it, and it's yielded a goal. So maybe that'll maybe that'll convince him to to think about it and maybe look at it to start on Saturday as four four two. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he had to change something because it wasn't quite working. We we weren't really creating much um, and I know you know Wilson to be fair to him I think that the last two games I think when he came on against Russia he made a bit of a difference as well and he looked to you know he, he got the ball and he was he was taking people on and he was trying he to make assistant yeah exactly so I think you know uh, you got to give him credit for that because I think uh, uh, Peter Sports he was he was quite poor that day he got the start obviously and uh, didn't quite happen for him, but I think the second half he was is a little bit better at Peterborough Sports. But I do think last couple of games he's he's done okay in terms of the penalty. I mean, to be fair, at the time I, I thought um, when I was watching it on the stream, I thought it was probably a penalty. I thought uh, you know it, it looked as though he'd been brought down. I think one thing it certainly wasn't was a dive. I, I really don't think it was a dive. And looking at the looking at the other angle from behind the goal, the only thing I think he was probably going down when the when the challenge came in. I think he'd already lost his footing a little bit. Uh, I don't think it was a dive. I think the referee got that one wrong in terms of booking him. But I can probably see why he didn't give it. But I I can understand why fans were kind of aggrieved as well because at the time it, for me it probably did look like a penalty. But yeah, one of those, it could have gone either way. I think we've had a couple of penalty shouts in the last couple of games. Obviously, I think Dion should have had one at the weekend. Um, so you can understand why why Jimmy felt a little bit aggrieved after the game that some of the decisions didn't go for us. I think it's probably worth talking about the the first one, the offside, um, because I think that was an interesting decision. And I think the referee really, again, I think he got it wrong. I think he got it wrong to play the advantage in the first place. And as I was watching it, obviously the flag went up. and. I'm, obviously play went on the referee had, had waved the flag down and I was kind of waiting scales went through ball hit the, the back of the net and I was waiting for the whistle to blow or I was waiting for him to pull it back um, it didn't happen and what I found really interesting was the Blythe players didn't really appeal they kind of just accepted it was a goal and that was it but obviously the manager then brought it up with the, the lino and to be fair you know I think if that happened to us and it was up the other end and the goal was given given that there was an offside in the build-up I think we would have felt really agreed that, that that was given. But, you know, the, the referee made the call to let the advantage go. There was no advantage in there. You know, it, it fell to him. I know he had the ball for a couple of seconds, but I think there was Whitehall a couple of feet away. And then, then obviously it was really good play from Scales to close him down and, and kind of that high press, uh, which we've not really seen from him as much in the past couple of weeks. I thought he was a little bit better on Tuesday night. Uh, and he's finished it really well. So, you know, it, it was a shame because I think he's done everything right. He's put the pressure on. He's finished it well, but I can see why why it was pulled back. Should it have been given? 
I think once the referees kind of made the decision to play the advantage, um, it, it probably should. However, you know, if, if that ball doesn't fall to scale, you know, he's not gone through and scored, would he have then brought it back for the free kick? No, he wouldn't. So um, it was an interesting one, that's for sure. No, I agree. Yeah, I think it just summed up the referee on the night, to be honest. Just bizarre decisions all over. I think I agree. As, as soon as he decides to play the advantage, that's a stand, really. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I just think it was it was the wrong decision in the first place. He obviously got that wrong. It was one of the few, I think, that, again, he probably got wrong. And it's just it's just one of these things at the minute. We do seem to be having some decisions go against us. But at the end of the day, we've got to do enough within the 90 minutes that, you know, any anything like that doesn't go against us and, and doesn't... We can't be blaming the ref after the results. And ultimately, you know, we was winning 1-0 with a minute on the clock, we had the ball in the corner and somehow we've conceded. And, and I think that's the real issue. Not, you know, yes, we could have been 2 0 up at half time if the decisions went again, went for us, sorry. Um, and I think if we were, it was probably game over. You couldn't really see Blythe coming back from that. But, you know, we still go ahead. We've got to really just see the game out. And I think the game management was, was really poor in that last couple of minutes. And, and ultimately, it's cost us three points. Which is really disappointing because we saw at Peterborough when we was winding down the clock in the last few minutes, it was excellent. Our game management and Boise Boise came on up front. Uh, we stuck it in the corner and they never really got out. And they looked like we was going to repeat the same on uh, Tuesday. But unfortunately, we let him out, and obviously, it's it's done us in. Yeah, I think the one thing for me, whether we was a little bit too negative too early on. I mean, we, we've we've seen it the past couple of weeks where we've been taking it into the corner, where we've got a goal ahead or whatever. We've been trying to wind the clock down. Obviously, Peterborough, as you say, it worked really well. I think we commented on it, didn't we? That managed it really well. They never really had a sniff in in that kind of added time period. But it's just whether you know when we are going one ahead earlier in the season, we were we were maybe pushing for the second, the third, and we, we were racking up the scores, you know, racking up the goals in some of those games. And at the moment, there just seems to be a tendency when we are leading um, and we do get the goal, that the subs, and I know kind of the, the Wilson sub that, that we went ahead 1-0, you know, that's a positive change. But then after that, you know, I think perhaps a little bit negative in, in the substitutions. I'm not saying it invited the pressure on, really, because Blythe didn't really do enough to, to kind of deserve that goal. But ultimately, they, they got it. And, um, you know, I would have just like to see a bit more of a positive approach uh, rather than taking it in the corners. How about, you know, trying, trying to get another goal? It doesn't always work like that. But ju- just my thoughts. I, I just thought we was a little bit negative once the goal had gone in. That's the weird thing. That that's, I, that's it. I actually liked about the performance was that we seemed to control the game for the most part right up until the last, and I said like kind of sort of know, 30 seconds. We controlled it so much that uh, Blythe didn't even look like, as I said, they didn't even look like taking a shot. There was like no danger of even getting near the 18-yard box. It was very, very strange until until right right at the death. Yeah, obviously Wilson loses it and Fitzsimmons well, chucks in his own net. I mean... That's not what we really expect from him, um, given that he's he's been really really good this season, um, and it's just one of them, isn't it? It's just 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 being a scunny fan, you know, freezing cold on a Tuesday night, you know, thirty seconds left, they've, they've been nowhere near the goal. You still thought it was going to happen, I think. Yeah, so. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I mean, you do wonder, <laughs> if, it, you do wonder if it was because, though, obviously he had nothing to do literally all game. Did he just lose focus? I mean, they didn't even get into the final third, really, did they, at all, to even no. look like getting a shot off. So you do wonder, you know, 96 whole- minutes he was stood there freezing his absolute bollocks off and it's, it's cost us because he's always he has lost focus really hasn't he because he's, he's come out of nowhere they've crossed it in cross shot whatever it is and he's just i mean i don't even know what he's done he punched it and it's just spun in is that because he had had yeah. to do our game it was weird what well, did you if i listened to the post-match interview i'm sure jimmy did say that he got the light in his eyes something like that that's what he said i don't know if that's Really, what happened? An excuse. Well, that—that's what Jimmy said anyway. I just think it's a mis- its just a mistake, isn't it? And yeah. he's not made many this season, has he? I don't think. I, I actually don't recall any other than no. that. I'm sure there maybe been one or two, but I don't think so. Saved, he, saved uh... us more than his cost. Oh, that's for yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think the only kind of mistakes he's made is times when he kicked it out, you know, straight to their player or something like that. But in terms of actually, you know. Shot stopping or anything like that. Um, he's not. He's not really dropped one in or, or anything like that. No. It's it's more sort of his distribution at times when it's gone wrong. It has gone wrong. You know, generally is good, but um, but a couple of occasions he's maybe let us down a little bit. But I think on the whole, you know, he's, he's made some really good saves, and he he has won us points. So um, yeah, mm. it's it's difficult to be critical. He should have saved it, Wilson. You know, if Wilson just anything other than that that kind of loose back pass um, you know, didn't really get enough on it didn't really yeah just just no kind of conviction on, on the pass I think if he'd have anything I mean kicked it out of the ground didn't really matter oh, yeah, that's what we were saying like turn around and punch their player in the face or something we yeah. still would have won the game to like literally any any other any other action other than what he did and we, we would all yeah. obviously the ref would have been like well that's pretty much full time because it was in a dead zone sort of halfway line it's like nothing going on uh, yeah I know but just on that Fitzsimmons thing with, with, with his, his, his distribution I think because he's um, he's so ambitious with his distribution a lot of the time and I think it, it, sometimes it does go wrong you know he, he doesn't quite go how he wanted it to do but for the most part sort of like I'd say like 85-90% of the time his distribution's absolutely spot on and I think I was saying to my mate on, on Tuesday actually I think probably the best keeper we've ever had with the ball at his feet like that I've seen in my lifetime being a Scunny fan do you know what I mean? I think that's just the way but, the modern game's gone now you know every, every keeper from Sunday League to Premier League has to be good with his feet and He's obviously I think, I think he that. definitely is. He's definitely confident on the ball as well, isn't he? He's, I know he's done a couple of Cruyff turns. I mean, I, I wish he wouldn't. But, um... <laughs> he's going to fuck that up one day, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah that's going to come back to haunt him. Yeah, but I think you're right in terms of... I mean, we had Sam Russell years ago on loan. I think he was he was good. You know, he, he could pick a pass. Um, but in terms of sort of all round, you know, on the ball... He was a shit keeper, though, wasn't he, Sam Russell? He, was... well, he wasn't the best, was he? But, uh, but in terms of kind of... He had a lot of a kick on him and... Uh, I think he is probably right, and I think the only the only real time he, for me, sometimes he, he's just a little bit laid back. I think that's the that's the problem, and I think when he's uh, so, when some of these kind of 
kicks don't don't reach your intended target. I think it, it might be because he's a little bit too relaxed. But on the whole, you know, you, you can't really criticise him this season. I think he's he's done he's done really well. As you say, there, we had a couple of a couple of attempts, uh, a couple of times where we could we could stop the goal, didn't, and they get a goal which is which is probably undeserved, but. And I think their fans would admit that as well. That they didn't really have a sniff of goal. I think that was the first shot on tag. Well, was it even a shot? I don't know. Um, at the end of the day, it's gone in. And and I think that really now, I know it's probably, I know it's a, another point on the board, but it is going to be difficult at this stage now to, to probably catch Tamworth. I know things will probably change. There'll be, there'll be results that don't go their way and we might pick up points. But I do think the focus really has to be cementing that second place. And the way we're playing at the moment, I think that is going to be quite—I wouldn't say difficult—but I think we've got to we've got to up our game really. We've got to take games to the opposition, and we've got to try and find some of that form because you know we have got the ability in the squad to to put a run together, and we have got the ability to to take teams apart. But um, at the moment, we just don't look like doing it, and I think that's that's what Jimmy really has to find and get to the bottom of in the in the next couple of weeks because as we mentioned we've got some really tough games coming up and there's going to be more difficult sides than than Blythe um, you know Scarborough Chester um, and a couple of others that are coming up so yeah I'd, I think there's definitely work to do and I think the players have got a bit of a point to prove as well in the next couple of weeks because it's, it's not all on Jimmy let's be honest I mean um, you, you can't really blame Jimmy for that goal that we, we conceded there and you know, if we had a one-one nil, then then you would have said, yeah, great three points, given the circumstances and, and given some of the the decisions that went against us. But ultimately, I just don't think we did enough. You know, we could have put that game to bed, we didn't, and and ultimately paid the price. I think it's the goal that sums up probably why we won't win the league. To be honest, I think good teams to see that out. We've created chaos for thirty seconds and got punished for it. So and it's just disappointing. Obviously, you was mentioning about Tamworth. Obviously, there was a stat the other day from. Iron Stats points lost from winning position this season. We've lost 15 and they've lost five. And I think it's that difference in mentality when you take the lead. They know what to do to see it out. And we're just chaos, which for yeah. a team with so much experience that we have, is just massively disappointing. Yeah, I think so. And I think obviously we, we won quite a lot of games this season. We're second in the table. We've got a decent points tally. You know, we're having a, a decent season. If you take time without the equation, you know, every, everyone loves Jimmy. But I think for me, you've got to kind of question the mentality of the players a little bit because yes, they are winning games. They are kind of, they, they have shown that they can do it at this level. But it's just that for me, just putting the games to bed, you know, that, that winning kind of mentality that, Yes, we've won a lot of games this season, but you know, we, have we got that kind of champions mentality? And I think it's, it's proven that we we probably haven't at the moment. Yeah, um, that, and that, that that's the worrying thing. And it's just whether now, obviously, we we still may catch Tamworth. I think it's unlikely, but we still may catch Tamworth. But I just think now that Jimmy's got to get them together. We've got to kind of the players have got to take some responsibility. Jimmy's got to take some responsibility, and they've got to kind of try and find that form that that we had pre Christmas, where we were just too much for everyone. And I think if we do, um, you know, I think no problem. We'll finish second, and and we've still got a really good chance of promotion. But if not, I think it's it could be a long couple of months, and um, you know, we we certainly need to just kind of get a couple of wins on the board and, and convincing wins. I think, and I think if we we do start playing, I mean, there's a lot of talk about we're going to play, you know, on the front foot and we're going to be aggressive. There's no reason why we, we can't do that. And I think that's got to start the weekend against Curzon. I think if it does, then, then things start looking up again. But at the moment, I'm just a little bit disappointed with, with the last couple of weeks and, and how it's all unfolded. But um, I certainly think people that are calling for Jimmy's head, I think it, it's not the time to do that. And I think we've got to get behind him. But I think he's got to improve. And, and ultimately, that, that responsibility is his. But as I say, the, the players, 
um, have, have got to kind of step up as well because I've been quite disappointed with them in the past couple of weeks. I think just quickly that obviously everyone is quick to blame the manager and but the fact is along with the players as well we're sort of all in the sixth tier of English football I, which don't get me wrong for most of the players and for Jimmy himself it's a fantastic achievement and better than any fan that's at what's out there but what comes with that is ultimately they're going to make mistakes that belong in the sixth tier whatever that's Jimmy making the wrong sub Wilson passing it back when it just has to go into the corner or Fitzsimmons punching it into his own net that split-second decision-making is why we're at this level, why they're at this level. And although it's frustrating for us to watch as fans, I think it's just sort of par for the course when we're watching this standard of football, really. Yeah, I think we we need to talk about Jimmy a little bit um, in, in a bit more in a, a little bit more detail. I think just just given that after that result against um, Blythe, there was a lot of calls for Jimmy to be sacked on social media, um, and I just. You know, it's it it blows my mind sometimes. You know, there's there's obviously we've had the turmoil more than anything. Obviously, we we need the the stability, and we're getting that stability from from a, a you know a very very sensible board. And you know, um, to then think it's a good idea to to go and and sack the manager is it you know it's it's not great. And but it, it doesn't help, does it? Because that kind of that sort of really noisy clamouring for a manager's head at this point. You know, after we've drawn one all away, you know, and he's sitting second in the league with a cushion on third, those are the two sort of most pertinent points. You know, drawn one all away, yes, not great, but you've drawn away. It's you know, you've got a point, <laughs> and you're sat in second in the league. You know, how can you call for a objectively? How can you call for a manager's sacking based on those two things? And the other stuff like, you know, the performances haven't been great recently, but they haven't, you know, but we're still second in the league, you know. Like, how can you call for a manager's second when we're in second in the league? You know, Alexander, when that happened, he was six. And, you know, those, those went, well, obviously, when, when Swan sat Alexander, we were six in, in League One. Again, that was a questionable decision. The results weren't at that point. Um, I mean, to be fair, short term after. Alexander was sacked. You could argue it's a good decision because we made the playoffs, and you could have argued we weren't going to under Alexander. But yeah, but like when we actually got there, we shit the bed, didn't we? So yeah, true. yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just that thing. It's just like you know, if if people are outraged by a manager being sacked in sixth place, then what the hell? Where's the outrage for for suggesting that a manager is going to get sacked in second place? Like it's yeah. it's it, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, I just think we, we just need to calm down as a fan base, to be honest, because this, this obviously doesn't help anybody. It's like people saying, you know, Michelle's got a decision to make now about Jimmy. And it's like, no, she hasn't. We're second in the league. We shouldn't even be thinking about even entertaining the thought of sacking a manager when we've been through so much turmoil, when we've sacked so many managers in the past few years, when we're still paying some of these managers who we've sacked off in the past few years when we're in, in, in difficult financial uh, kind of circumstances so you know logically how, do, how does that play out to a logical conclusion we can't afford to sack Jimmy you know and who do you replace him with and what's the point you know we're under an embargo so anybody coming in they can't reshape the squad in any way there's none of it makes any real sense no I think Jimmy obviously got got good knowledge of the division and um, you know he's, he's got a decent record at this level um, I think the, the more interesting question is long term is is he the right man for the job? Because like, obviously last year he came in, it was a very difficult situation. I think it's fair to say he did struggle in the National League. Right? I think when we've played teams in the National League, Solihull and, and teams like that this season, uh, we've struggled and we've not really laid a glove on them. And I do think this team that we've got at the moment, I think we mentioned it last week, I think we would probably struggle in, in the league above. But I uh, 
I think that is the more kind of interesting question. Is, is he the man long term? Because when he came in, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was announced he was on an 18 month deal. Well, if that's the case, then then that's going to be up you know, relatively soon in the summer, obviously. So I think that's that's when the board will probably have a decision to make. Uh, at the moment, I don't think they're in a position where they, they could offer him a, a contract because at the end of the day, we need to get out of the division. And I think anything less than promotion would, would have to be classed as a failure. So then I think the decision is in the summer. I don't think, you know, it's the right time to be sacking him. I think, you know, he's doing okay. I think if you take Tamworth out of the equation, as I said, I think we'd all be saying he's doing a great job. But I think just because of, of Tamworth have now pulled clear and, and doing obviously really well, the, the spotlight is on Jimmy a little bit. But I do think it is an interesting one for the summer. Um, and whether, whether he's the right man long-term remains to be seen. I think if he's the right man long-term, obviously it'd be dictated by the short-term. And obviously, I think it's two wins in the last six. If we go on another one with that in the next six, and it's one win or two wins again, that would then become four wins in 12, and maybe we drop down to third or fourth. So what's what we're currently seeing at the minute can't go on for much longer, because otherwise I think he will be in big trouble if we start slipping and losing momentum. You know, it won't be very good for the playoffs if we sort of limp in. We need to really make sure now with the last 15 or so games that we have a strong finish. We can't afford to go and see what we've seen for the last sort of five or six games. I think you know. Let's let's move on to to questions. Quick fire questions. Saturday crowd predictions from fifteen hundred club. What do we reckon? I'm going in three thousand two hundred. Well, with the fact that Kersian are only sold one at the minute, I'm kind of worried we we might only just be over three thousand again. <laughs> yeah, they've sold one. Bless him. He's right at the top as well. <laughs> Matt. Um, yeah, I think it's probably going to be the same as as last week, maybe slightly less given the result midweek. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be 3,000 mark again, which, as we mentioned last week, is a little bit disappointing. But I can understand why people have kind of said, you know, not going to bother the Tamworth game. People turned out um, the football wasn't great. I'd be disappointed if it was less than three and a half again, but but I think it probably will be. Carl Gack says, are fans watching the games on streams allowed less of an opinion those listening on the radio or more? Yes, absolutely. Them fans watching <laughs> on the stream, clueless. Oh, terrible. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually hear, hear you know that, that they're actually considered trolls people who watch on, on streams but you know um, attention seeking is another one but what do you think Matt? Um, yeah I would say I probably had a better view than from behind the goal on Tuesday night but anyway so, yeah, you, know, you, I, can, I see, you can see better than 100% to be fair I would have been there but it was my daughter's birthday so um, yeah couldn't, couldn't get out of that one um, some so, people yeah. have lives Matt it's not your fault mate <laughs> anyway next uh, John says, are potential financial cuts, e.g. to players' wages, destabilising the team? I mean, it's a difficult one because they probably also know that they may be moving on in the summer. Um, but I think, you know, the, the professional footballers, at the end of the day, they will want a promotion on the CV. I know it's not, you know, we, we're the sixth tier or whatever. Um, but they want a promotion on the CV. I think um, they all believe that they can play at a higher level. They all, most of them, have played at a higher level, and I think they all believe that they should probably be playing at a higher level. So at the end of the day, they've got to prove that whether they're going to be here next season or not. You know, would will all Tamworth players be there next season? Probably not. You know, that these things. Although they did keep most of the squad together, that obviously got promotion to this level last season, but. You know, these things happen. Um, I think some of them will know that, that they probably will be moving on. 
But, you know, I think at the end of the day, as professional footballers, it shouldn't really matter. Um, no, they've just got to get on with it. I mean, they want to put, if they are, know yeah. that they are going to be moving on, they want to put themselves in the best possible position to get another club and we'll do that by getting promoted. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that's an issue. And, and obviously, I think they'll have sort of promotion bonuses and things like that in the contract. So, you know, I'm sure financially it'll be, it'd be better if, if they did for, for them. But um, yeah, I, I don't think so, to be honest. Brad Bailey says, how can such a drop in form come so instant? Like a switch was flipped overnight going from aiming to bag two, three, four a game and attacking for the full night into passing sideways and backwards, waiting for an opportunity. Like teams as figures out. I figured us out, and we don't have a plan B. I think, you know, on that quickly, like we we have lost a few pretty influential players recently. Um, obviously Roberts is out injured. Law is out injured. I know he's kind of not. He's sort of being used sparingly because of his fitness this season. And obviously Connor Smith has kind of departed, and and he was, you know, pretty, pretty seriously decent player at this level. Um, you know, then we had the Butterfield concussion thing. Um, and also, um, you know, Whitehall was out for, for for three games with the um, for the red cards. So there's some really kind of players who are focal points in the team uh, who obviously consistently would have had an influence on results. They were out of the, the team, and it sometimes it takes time for that then to get back to normal. Do you know what I mean? Um, there was a period where we were, we weren't making many changes. We were winning games. We were getting good results, and then to take those players out who are you know really kind of key figures in the dressing room and also on the pitch it's it's always going to affect you know results um and things like that but you know <laughs> kind of conversely to that performances still haven't been good enough and we should still be able to get results with the team that's on the pitch um and there has been too much sideways stuff too much backwards stuff too much negative stuff and i just think sometimes we're just not aggressive enough against some of these teams and um, we, we certainly weren't against against fly they were very much there for the taking Quite an interesting one from from Ian Sanderson actually says the fan base is divided over the manager, team selection, tactics, social media is once again toxic with the efforts the owner and the directors are making to secure the long term future of the club. What one thing would you implement to ensure the supporters were united again? That's that's difficult that. I think, you know, football fans, there's always going to be this kind of stuff on social media and the kind of division just because football is such a passionate game. I'm sure it happens with every club up and down the land but um, I think the one thing is like you know something that unites fans more than anything else is good results on the pitch you know yeah. the, if we're winning every week there's nothing to complain about and I know that's not always going to happen but I think the team just as you said Matt earlier just needs to refine some of that form that it had earlier in the season um, and, and we're going to need it if we're going to comfortably um, finish second I don't, I don't think it's toxic. I think fans are just, are just not happy with the way the team are playing and we're expressing that opinion. I don't think it means there's a toxic atmosphere or anything like that. I think, I think we're all right. All right. Uh, uh, thanks very much for listening uh, to the Iron Brew podcast. I think there'll probably be another one this weekend after the Curzon game. You know, Obviously, it's really important that we get back to winning ways um, against Curzon after a massively disappointing last-minute equaliser against against Blythe. But, um, you know, <clears throat> thanks for... Uh, Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.